the brand new music podcast right behind us, hosted by me, Brandon Daniel, of the Seattle band Beatty and the Sheiks. The concept here is to bring you conversations with contemporary recording artists, the kind of conversations we have with one another when we're playing a show together backstage, at barbecues, in our own living rooms. When we're talking about creativity, music, or being entertainers, these artistic conversations rarely leave those comfortable settings, and I wanted to bring them to you. Okay, so today we're talking to the multifaceted visual and recording artist, Martin Creed. Martin is from Glasgow. He is our first international artist on the show. He's traveling the world right now doing his one-man show where he performs his music, talks to the audience, and projects his visual art all the while. A fascinating conceptual performance, and I saw the ad for his show, which was coming to Seattle the day before he was set to do it, and thought, I would love to talk to this guy, but I'm sure it's a bit too late for that. Well, I had a very busy day, but I needed to pop down to the guitar store for a boom mic, and guess who I ran into? Not knowing his, not knowing him personally, um, or, or having uh, ever had a, a previous uh, interaction with him, I asked Martin if he would accompany me back to my place so I could have him on this podcast. He accepted, and that's how we got this done. Felt very serendipitous and uh, friendly, good fun. So there it is. Let's get into it. Normally right now in the podcast is when I tell you about our sponsor for today, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something a little different. Today I'm going to tell you about this orange beaded bracelet that I wear. My good friend Jenny's niece Haley is in the midst of a two and a half year treatment for acute lymphoblastic leukemia, a devastating blow to an innocent child's life. There are treatments, but there is no prevention or cure known to man right now for leukemia, and one of them must be found. So to raise money for research, Jenny made 830 of these beautiful beaded bracelets with orange leukemia ribbons on them. It's a lovely thing to wear. It serves as a reminder to me uh, every day of a child like Haley that is fighting a much bigger and more difficult battle than I every day. If you would like to buy a bracelet, and I encourage you to, follow the link to, um, on this podcast to Jenny's page and buy one of those bracelets for just $5 and or donate to this important cause. All of the money raised goes to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. All right, now on to Martin. I was thinking And then I wasn't Uh, but there is quite a bit to find out since I don't know anything about your other than seeing the ad yesterday and looking right. at your website and finding out what a fascinating artist you were. I um, don't have that kind of um, peer-to-peer background. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. So um, tell me about well one thing. Well, let's start with the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start playing music as a youngin? Uh, when I was three, wow! My mom and dad made me learn the violin. Huh. 
or I don't know, made me. I don't <laughs> remember being forced, but oh. it was, I don't. I don't think I was forced to do it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I had a little tiny violin and had violin lessons, and then when I was about twelve, I remember. So that went on for all growing up. And, yeah. Um, but I just grew up getting taught that art and music were the most, um, you know, were like the highest things that you could do. I love it. Basically, composers and artists or mm-hmm. musicians, you know, and that and that and um, so my mum and dad, especially my dad, had great respect for all art and music. You mm-hmm. know? It and was what, like hallowed ground, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what did they do? What did they do they, for well, a living? My dad is a craftsman. Uh huh. Yes, he was a silversmith, and but now he does kind of like iron work. Oh, he's still work. kicking. Yeah, architectural iron work and kind of metal work. In um, in Scotland. In Scotland, yeah. And my mother was a physiotherapist. Now she's retired, and. But they just had this uh, in, intense love of art. Ah, uh, we just grew up getting. And my grandmother was a pianist, so mm-hmm. it was all that kind of. We just grew up getting taught, getting sort of dragged around art galleries all the time, and you know, and always they were always playing music. You know, mm-hmm. I hated playing. You know, they always wanted to. My dad always wanted to play music together. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I never, I never wanted you to. You didn't play want to jam with dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> and him and his cello, and yeah, me and my violin, my mum on the piano. <laughs> so yeah, and I always. And I don't know, yeah. So I, I remember this book I had when I like like a ladybird book. I don't know if you know those books that are like children's books in England. Okay. Little like hardback books with mm-hmm. like a simple story in them. Mm-hmm. I had this book. It was called Lives of the Great Composers, and uh, and it was all little. You know, it was like a little like one minute life of Beethoven or whatever. Ah. Uh-huh. And I I I, st- I remember that book. Wow. So I think that's where I first learned about. Uh, musicians so it's more coming so it's more of a classical yeah. you know background thing yeah Aye. when was your first um, venture into songwriting then uh, maybe when I was about about when I was about 11 or 12 mm. I started um, uh, I, I, well it was when, when I was 12 I decided I didn't want to learn the violin anymore right and that was, and, and I remember telling, I think I felt like I had to do that, you know, it was mm-hmm. what I was brought up doing, so I had to not do that. So I, <laughs> I told my mum and dad that I didn't want to play the violin anymore. Uh-huh. And what then, was the reaction like? And they said that that is, they said, well, if I, that's what I didn't want to do, then, but then that was fine. But I had to call the violin teacher. Oh. I still, <laughs> I, they said I had to do it. Yeah. And I still remember that. Oh, how how was Cause he? Because he was a scary, scary guy. Oh, you know. I've heard this story a lot from musicians <laughs> right. that they had these scary right. teachers, you know. And I'm like, oh my god! Thank God I didn't have that. I wouldn't have uh, survived music. I don't think, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe I, maybe would have turned me off of, of it. But you called him and and yeah, so I well he that well you know that that it was fine. But I remember how scared I was, you know, making that call. But mm. I think it's probably important. Mm. It's probably it's probably a good lesson or whatever. Mm. I don't know. But um, 
but and then I and then I just started playing guitar and piano mm-hmm. and stuff that I wanted to. Yeah, what was the do. music that was influencing that decision to play guitar and piano? Was it rock and roll? Was it probably? Yeah, it probably was because then that was when when I was nine, ten, eleven. That's when I started really getting into whatever kind of music that was in the charts, you know. What, what was the it? First song that, the first song that I knew all the words to was mm-hmm. when I was probably about eight or nine years old. It was um, Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers. Oh, yeah. And I loved that. And I still love country and western or that type of whatever you call it, that type of music. That uh-huh. Because the word, I think when I was a kid, I loved the words were so, you know, because people got raped and stuff in those songs and, you know, it was really shit. Yeah. But, and so, and I felt, I think that I really, you know, I I must have been angry or whatever. (laughs) And I I identified, and there was a whole thing in that song with with, to do with the dad, you know, the dad um, saying to the son, you don't have to fight to be a man, Mm. you know. Yeah, so you were, you, it wasn't just storytelling that you enjoyed about country western, it was context. It was, yeah, and it, it was, was identifying fr- with it, I think. Mm-hmm. And I still, you know, uh, I still like that about, you know, a lot of country and western music songs um, ha- have, well, I suppose a lot of music, but a lot of shit happens. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's very true to life, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny as well, you know. And so the, you know, I'm a big fan of Kenny Rogers and, uh, and sorry, not Kenny, um, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. And uh, you know Johnny Cash and. Yeah. You know. Um, and it's true. You can you can uh, take the piss out of a country mm, tune, mm, one moment, and and choke up to it the next yeah, time you yeah, listen to it. You know, yeah, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about that that particular I, genre. And it's so. I think it's true about a lot of music, but, but yeah, no, I think it is true about a lot of music. It's there with country, but the forefront, the words being. I mean, I mean, you know, um, that's tr- you know, it's the words being really, up, you know, um, um, up there. I yeah, mean, a lot, a lot of you know, so-called indie music. You know, you actually, yeah. you basically can't hear the words if you see the band live. You can't hear the words, and I, 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 a lot of the time, it depends who it is, but. A lot of the time, I, I get bored. Then, if you know, if I can't hear the words, I mean, yeah. it's not. That's quite a generalization, but it's happened to me I've, a lot. You know. Yeah, I feel the same. Um, I mean, and it's a big part of uh, the genre that I play in. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of groups that don't care about their lyrics. Right. I. And they're still fantastic. They still make fantastic music. I. But you know, it's a ba- it's a little bit of a barrier for me, and then it's always a little bit disappointing when the. Uh, there's some songs where it's almost intentional uh, to to not uh, cater to uh, the the lyrical art form, mm. and then there's songs where you know you put your heart and soul into that thing, mm. and you you paid attention to every word, right. and you finish the set, and it's a little disappointing when the people are like, "Yeah, the sound, I I couldn't hear any a lyric, but it all sounded good," right. and I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah. right. But it's that whole that whole that problem with live sound when you're playing with a band mm. in a small venue. If mm. you're playing with drums and oh, even the big venues you know, can really screw it up sometimes. And and, mm. they, and but they always because everyone wants it to be louder to make it mm. you know because everyone feels it's more exciting when it's louder and 
so it gets louder and louder and louder, and then, but then, the, and then, but then, you can never like one of the quietest concerts. In fact, I think the quietest concert I've ever been to is uh, Wembley Arena. Leonard Cohen. Really. Recent last year, I as I was leaning back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Leonard Cohen is amazingly quiet. I think there's, ah. uh, um, but you could, but it was loud enough. But it was really, inc- it was really noticeable. You know that um, how quiet it was, and and but you could hear the words. And um, yeah, I would imagine maybe that's by design. It needed to be because I can't imagine he's doing at his age with his voice that he has now. He's like a no. massive projector. No, no. You know, exactly. he's probably got a a a. a a singing voice that's about as loud as as we're talking. Aye, aye, right, aye. Mm-hmm. Aye, exactly. Then one of the loudest, of... con- I think the loudest concert I ever went to was U2. Um, right. Which was uh, like in a, uh, a stadium in Paris. And that was an unbelievable, like mm. in an outdoor gig for it to be that loud. Mm. Unbelievable. When was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, a couple of years ago. Because I know one of the guys, uh, the bass player, oh. Adam Clayton. Uh-huh. I know him because he's an art collector and oh. and uh, he he bought some of my work. And I was just going to ask, yeah. So he he invite he invited us to go to that gig at um, Paris at the one of the state the Paris mm. stadium in Paris. You know. Mm. Well, that's incredible. That's a nice invitation. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. They certainly put on a show. Right. <laughs> when you, uh, it seems like the emphasis with them, just to touch on that, is is entertainment. Aye, you know? uh, aye, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I like, and I do I like that. I mean, I yeah, yeah. It's kind of like um, in relation to art, it's kind of like being a, a shy person who enjoys talkative people. Right. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so. What, in in relation to what you're doing now, um, how did this idea to do the type of touring that you're doing and to do uh-huh. the type of shows that you're doing, like where you said you're doing, it's not just a, a musical performance; it's part, it's partly a talk. Yeah. How did that evolve? How did how did we get to that? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, uh, I got. I think it came from different directions. It it partly comes from um, doing. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I want to work on all fronts, mm. you know, and I, I've got, I feel like if I just do a painting, that's not, you know, I don't only see things, you know, I hear them as well. I've mm-hmm. got, so I feel I've got to work on all fronts. I've got to work on what I hear mm. as well as what I see, you mm. know. And um, so that's the reason I kind of like, well, I don't really know what the reasons are, but I feel like, any like as far as I'm aware, it looks as if that's probably a reason why I do try and do music and visual stuff mm-hmm. as well, you know. But um, do, doing these things where I try to talk and do songs, and I do, and it's quite improvised. Although a lot of the songs are, you know, kind of like finished songs, but the, uh, well, kind of finished. But that that comes from not being happy be, uh, with the. With the mu- p- partly from not being happy with the music that I've been doing, and thinking that it, um, it <clears throat> uh, that um, 
Like, so, like often when I do a gig with a band, I, often when I get on stage, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. I just think, ah, oh, fuck. Like, you know, like we're he, you know, we've got, we've brought all this equipment, and we're all here, you know, like we've gone to these great lengths to do yeah. this thing. Yeah. But what if, you know, what if, right now, it would be better to just be quiet and talk a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then. You know, but but it's like ah, oh, and so you know, I so I've sometimes had this feeling when I did gigs um, that I that I was just kind of plowing through the music that we'd pre-planned mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than it being rather than do, you know, and, that, and that's what I've been working on a lot lately with the, the new songs I'm working on is trying to do it to do that do it more like talking. Mm. You know, I've been looking at the kind of you know, I guess that's the way that a lot of jazz. You know, type you know, kind of improvised music happens like that. You know, you know, where it's kind of like a, there's a bit of a structure, but then there's a kind of room for yeah pissing around yeah. within that. And so that and so so in a way, the talk, the talk thing that I'm trying to do with talk talking and is is because you know I just think well if I, if at some like in the middle of a song sometimes I just think oh fuck it's not you know this is rubbish you know I want to stop. <laughs> I want to stop. Yeah. So in this show that I'm doing, that's I can I can just stop. Yeah. Or I could play loads of songs if it feels like that's the, or I could not. Play oh yeah. Any, you know, or I could play no songs and just talk. And usually I sometimes show slides of things that. So I'm, it's just like trying to think out loud. A yeah. Bit and then also to do some pre-planned stuff, which are some of the songs, and then but the new the newer songs I've got. I've, I'm working on or not um, don't really have fixed lyrics uh-huh. they're, um, so you know there's a bunch of lyrics and then I and then I and then I, when I do the songs live I, I just try and um, think about it because mm. I, 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 that's the thing I think I'm I think I'm a, a, a bad actor uh-huh. so I don't think I'm good at kind of doing pre-planned things mm-hmm but um, so I think the only way I can do things is just to try and do them at l- kind of l- l- uh, live and um, uh, at the spur of the moment. Yeah, how many years bit. did you spend doing that in bands, though? What were, and what were the bands? Oh well, just no, just my band. You know, I mm-hmm. do. You know, we I do gigs every. You know, so well, sometimes there's a. I don't know how many gigs I've done, but you know, it's it often just. Every now and then, and mm. sometimes with a band, I, they back you up under your. Oh yeah, but there's a fi- there's a there's a there's a bass player uh, who I've worked with she, mm. that like for years and years and years. So she, you know, as long as she's available, then um, if there's you know I play with the band, if there's you know if there's a if there's enough budget you know yeah. to like for that yeah, uh, just but, to make it the music bigger. Well, yeah, but I don't, yeah, but, mm. well, but yeah, that's the thing. I've worked on quite a lot of songs where I, I feel, so when I do the songs on my own, there's a, there's a, the, 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 uh, I don't do some of the songs because sometimes I write songs more or less for the drums, you know, mm. and then, so it's like drums and then all the other instruments, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I feel like the drums are the thing and then like, you know, Guitar, bass, and voice are just like three of the drums. 
And right. then the drums is like about nine instruments. Oh, the guitar you know. so many times ends up just becoming percussion. Ah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and there's quite a lot of songs that I've worked on like that. And so basically, mm. those songs, I don't do them when I do my... When, this, I, when this, I'm on my own with right. a guitar or whatever. Right. So you need so, some shows there to, 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 to play those songs. Yeah. To enjoy that feeling, that thing that you created. Aye. And I, also, mm. and I, do, I do like the thing. I do like playing because playing you know when, when you're always playing on your own it's quite you know you can you can feel a bit of a wanker really you know yeah. it's like your own world and you're all kind of like caught up and you know it's so, hard to pull people into it aye and when and if you're working with people mm-hmm. like in a band then that, that helps to keep you know stop you getting all into some big delusion about things it's the know. beat too that does that I was just aye. talking about this with another musician and, and we're kind of having it was a revelation for me because so many times when i saw uh when i performed acoustically or i saw perform performers playing yeah. acoustically well they just had to be the most magical mfers on the planet to, yeah. to pull you in because right. what's and and i always wondered why and i just played with a band so i never i didn't put too much thought into it and then i saw a guy playing um an acoustic show and he had he was performing to pre-recorded beats. Right. Right? And it was like working very well. Right. He didn't have to be amazing because the beats were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's... I mean, it's not... I feel so stupid for not having... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, pick that up. It's... Oh, it's the lack of beat there that that makes it harder for the audience to just tune in. Right. You know, I maybe it's like a mirror thing because yeah, yeah. You're, you're so vulnerable as just a man with a guitar or mm. a woman with a guitar yeah. that uh, that the but you pe- think that makes people feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Right. Aye. Puts them on edge. Right. Aye. And they're not as something about the beat, the heartbeat of the of your mother in the mm. womb. We've aye. all been tuned to it. Aye, aye. So from, but I also think that the um about the other thing I think I, I see what you mean about that. I think mm. that must be I bet I bet you that I that rings a, a bell with me, but um, <laughs> but I, I think the other maybe the other people the other reason that people maybe like looking at a band is also because you because there's kind of like there's like attention deflectors in a band you know because there's all you know not you know not it's not one person who's demanding all your attention because right. you know you, you don't so you don't have it's not you don't have to worship this one it's not like you're giving one person all your attention you mm. can kind of because i feel like a lot of people are quite ambivalent about um going to see acts you know, absolutely because they kind of they think of you know they kind of you know because they want to be on, they don't, they don't, you know, they, they want to be the center of attention. Not that guy, you know. Well, that's artists. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so a band, a band, yeah. a band is already. There's not one, you know. Kind of partly, probably solves, you know. So, so you've got this array of examples of people in front of you, and you can, so if you're in the audience, you can kind of, cho- you know, you can choose one of them, or you can side. You can you're, think you're Paul Ringo. Like, yeah, I like George, the, you know, I yeah. like the bass player because actually the singer's a dick. And yeah. you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? So it's like oh, a, so I was going to say the same thing. You yeah. can side with one of them yeah. over the other, or you can you can look down on another one, and you know, there's a and 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 um, I and I, 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 
and when I, f- I feel like uh, you know when you're in a band as well you know you can get and there's all the different characters and you yeah. know it's interesting watching it people on stage you know when they're bit of a play in that way <laughs> <laughs> um no that's funny that's that's a funny observation though because it's it, spot on but there's nothing to disagree with <laughs> Uh, and especially if you're a musician and you have, you have to spend a lot of time at shows watching other acts and it's just like, oh, just one <laughs> band member save me in this experience, please. <laughs> but, you know, it's so important to be kind as an artist to another artist. Yeah. Because some, I think some people are pompous enough to think that if they tell an artist who's set they didn't enjoy good good show Aye. good job that it'll encourage ours to keep sucking at it you know <laughs> when the fact of the matter is you can't change that artist for the better but you can empathize and you can give that person encouragement mm. for having the balls to get up there and do what they did Aye, aye. which i know a lot of us artists are so vulnerable we don't think it takes balls but you ask an average aye. citizen, I guess it does. Aye, but I, I feel very wary of like having because I I have knee jerk reactions all the time mm-hmm. to to things and um, but you know I often change my mind. I'll you know and often your your instant reaction of 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 hatred or whatever it may be, um, you know, might be exactly just because you're envious or you know or mm. something and yeah. sometimes why it's are t- they here yeah <laughs> or sometimes it i feel like it's taking me years sometimes to then and i end up liking the very things i used to hate i mean i i grew up yeah. hate just i grew up thinking that you know people hairy people were um scary and horrible you uh-huh. know, now i've got along here you're quite a hairy guy <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like that little that little kid <laughs> syndrome where you you know tall people are scary or yeah. you know to me uh, quiet people were scary. All right. Yeah, yeah. shy. You know, <laughs> in, internal people intimidated the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't know if that's changed. But <laughs> I'm still right. such a gregarious idiot. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the music changing too is amazing. And 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 actually, I've had guests on the show that I, um, his music, I, I didn't have, like, I was not sort of ambivalent towards before. And then I mixed their, their music into the show. And oh, I'm yeah. like, and, and after the, the empathy that is experienced in our of conversation, talking, I... I'm, I'm into it. I'm yeah, into their yeah. music now, yeah. you know? And I, and I'm, I, I kind of love that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since, um, I get to talk to artists outside my genre, like yourself. Mm. And, my goal when I go to New Orleans this year is to have some more conversations with people of vastly different genres. Yeah. You know? And um, I just talked to a composer in LA. And that was a wonderful experience because. Oh, yeah. It would be like me talking to you about visual arts. Yeah, yeah. You know, you and I can talk bands uh. because we're musicians. But you do visual arts and I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, on the way over here, I was telling you about that. My shitty music video that did well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like, good. I want to watch that. Just seeing, well, it's just so it's just so homespun, you know. But it was the visuals, I I believe, on top of the music that made it mm. accessible 
because my visual artist friend, you know, had some really interesting aye. things to put on the screen. Aye. You know? I, I, it's definitely true. I think that you can't, you cannot separate visuals and, and music. You know, yeah. you can never, you cannot listen to something without looking at something and vice versa. Yeah. You know, and, and um, but I, I, but it also feels like a lot, like, but in, you know, I suppose on the internet, you basically, you know, like it, it's, uh, you know, it's, I suppose people feel like they can't really put audio up without, I mean, you basically need a video. You know, I had a weird experience when, uh, that I've explained to a few friends with that when the internet really, in one computers really, you know, yeah. took our lives over um, in the 90s. And you remember the Windows platform would play. When you would play a song, it had all those colors and. Oh no, I don't uh, remember that. Actually. Oh yeah, it was like a psych. It was like watching. Oh yeah. Those acid videos. Made, it made or its own kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it just made it made shapes to the to, to the, the shape of the music. Oh and yeah. I go, oh, they did what um, that what I see when I hear music. <laughs> and I thought that that's what everyone saw when they heard music. And I'm not trying to say it's special, but that to me, like that's. That software looked like that player. Mm. What was it the Microsoft Music yeah. Player? That looked like it matched what goes on in my head when yeah. I hear music, pre-musician and everything. Um. And I said that to some friends. As a professional musician, I never talked about it. I said it to a band member, who's also a producer, and he said, "What?" <laughs> it's the first time I realized that that's not going on with everybody, and that everybody's having a different internal visual <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. um and is does that dictate what you do with your visuals or do you in your performance or do you do mm. your visual work and then decide what to include in your show uh no i don't know no, it's very mixed up together not and choreographed I don't, I don't really separate them mm-hmm. but i sometimes have done i've worked on more theatrical shows uh, stage shows where mm. that have um quite a lot of visual stuff going on mm-hmm. so, and i've done i've worked with dancers quite a lot in recent years oh, yeah. do, doing uh so then so then there's the band and then the and the dancers and the and the kind of vi- visuals which are usually done with them um, projection yeah you know? yeah so yeah uh, that's fantastic that's talk a- about giving the audience more to right aye. more meat you know aye <laughs> well that's because that's the thing you're always that's you know you're all there's always when uh, so there's always something to look at when you see a band play you know there's a lack of fear you, there though with you like you say. You know you're finicky, maybe you know, and um, but but you have a lack of fear to run a production like that. There's a lot of work to right. do. Right. Oh yeah. That. You know, a lot of people wouldn't do it out of fear of trying. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm very scared. And that's mm. why I try and do it. Right. Because <laughs> uh, you know. But it's like smarter than the average bear type of thing, and you can allow me to just just right. make the compliment. But it's right. just just from where I'm sitting, literally. Right. Right, right. That's hearing us about that work. It's like, oh, this guy's not afraid. Right. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. It's, yeah, no, it's funny. I think I, I, I it's a well, I, well, I take it as a compliment, but I, yes. I don't. I, I, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Well, you've got but, that uh, <laughs> Scottish humility. 
right. that's pervasive in that culture. <laughs> don't think you're special. Right, right, right. We'll knock you down. No, no. When I meet, <laughs> no, I don't. When I meet Scottish people, I don't. In fact, I don't really like meeting Scottish people because I just think, you know, I just think, oh God, no, yeah, you know, that thing, and because they, they even. That, that sometimes when I meet Scottish people and they even like they, they even like interrupt me before I've even because they basically know what I'm gonna say, you know, halfway through me saying it, mm. and there's that, and I'm definitely, I, I definitely well, feel like context I'm, conversationally or do I about music? No, just in anything. <laughs> it's like if I, you know, Scottish people are a tribe and they are and they're on a certain, you know, and so when I meet a Scottish pe- person, I become one of the tribe, ah. you know. So I, I try not to meet them that much. Uh huh. I have this. I have this because I was explaining to you my family's Scots Irish, and 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 I uh, we're very proud of it. That's typical in the states that Irish and Scottish people are quite proud of their yeah. heritage. Yeah. But um. Yeah, and in Scotland as well. And yeah, I'm right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so it's genetic. You never stop <laughs> going. That, that that tribal thing is not left. Um, but uh, I have a, a friend who's Norwegian, and he loves to make the joke that uh, that his ancestors raped and pillaged my ancestors. Right. Yeah. And over the years, I was like, I'm like, you know, that's a bit extreme. That's like saying that's like being German and bragging. Yeah. To, Jew- to a Jewish person, like, yeah, we really had you noosed for a while. You know. <laughs> that is. That's terrible. Right. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, maybe because it's such a distant. It must be the number of, the, of years. This after a good uh, two <laughs> six hundred thousand years, you you can you can just let those wheels drop off that wagon. It's no offense anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, well, it's been wonderful talking with you. I know we have to keep this short because oh, yeah. of our uh, your very busy day. Um, but it was great running into you in Guitar Center. I'll be pulling you over to my house for it's a pleasure. I'll I'll explain that to the listeners before. <laughs> but uh, but it was quite serendipitous, and I'm I'm really I appreciate you giving me your time. Oh yeah, that yeah. was it was great. I thanks. Yeah. I can't move. I can't move. I can't do things. I want things to happen. I want to let go of things I want to be free I want you to leave me I want you to see me I want you to be with me That was cool. What a lovely guy uh, Martin is. And uh, look him up. Not only does he have a a lot of of really great work um, and works, but uh, he could be popping up near you anytime. His his schedule is is pretty impressive and and, and really all over the place. So you might get to experience Martin in person. Um, And you can find links to uh, Martin Creed's music in the description section of this podcast, as well as on our Twitter page, 
which has the handle at right behind us, spelled with a W. Go support and make music profitable again so artists that you listen to on this show can afford to give you new music. For pics of our guests, look up BD and the Sheiks on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe on your podcast app. We have much more coming soon. That's it. And ciao for now. <laughs>